It's Wednesday, January 25th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody. It's great to be with you today. My name is Marcus Ortega, one of the pastors here at Goodwill Church, and I'm with you nearly every day, every Monday through Friday here at Goodwill Talk Daily to do a devotional with you in the Word and in prayer. We're going to turn our attention in a moment to Isaiah chapter 8, but before we do, I just want to quick give you a quick reminder that tonight is Wednesday night, which means programming throughout Montgomery. Our choir is going to be rehearsing, so they're always looking for people. If you want to jump in and join the choir, encourage you to do that. You can do that tonight. Also, um, our kids have American Heritage Girls and Trail Life Boys. Our youth have youth group tonight. The adults are going to be in the uh, sanctuary there in Montgomery with Tim and I as we go through uh, really one of the most beautiful passages in all of Revelation. We're looking at that celestial city today. Uh, We saw it in a sermon a few weeks back. We're going to talk about it in length tonight. So all of that is happening uh, tonight in Montgomery. encourage you to come out, spend some time with us. I think it's going to be a blessing for you and your entire family. Let's turn our attention now to Isaiah chapter 8. I'm going to learn some difficult things, but some important things, I think, in the way that we live our lives today. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 8, starting in verse 1. The Lord said to me, Take a large scroll and write on it with an ordinary pen, Meher Shalal Hashpaz. So I called in Uriah, the priest, and Zechariah, son of Jeberachiah, as reliable witnesses for me. And then I made love to the prophetess, and she conceived and gave birth to a son. The Lord said to me, Name him Meher Shalal Hashbaz. For before the boy knows how to say, My father or my mother, the wealth of Damascus and the plunder of Samaria will be carried off by the king of Assyria. The Lord spoke to me again, Because this people has rejected the gently flowing waters of Shiloh and rejoices over Rezin and the son of Ramalia, therefore the Lord is about to bring against them the mighty floodwaters of the Euphrates, the king of Assyria, with all his pomp. It will overflow all its channels, run run over all its banks, and sweep on into Judah, swirling over it, passing through it, and reaching up to the neck. Its outspread wings will cover the breadth of your land, Emmanuel." Raise the war cry, you nations, be shattered. Listen, all you distant lands, prepare for battle and be shattered. Prepare for battle and be shattered. Devise your strategy, but it will be thwarted. Propose your plan, but it will not stand. For Emmanuel, God is with us. This is what the Lord says to me with his strong hand upon me warning me not to follow the way of this people. Do not call conspiracy everything this people calls a conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. Do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. He will be a holy place for both Israel and Judah. He will be a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. And for the people of Jerusalem... He will be a trap and a snare. Many of them will stumble. They will fall and be broken. They will be snared and captured. Bind up this testimony of warning. Seal up God's instructions among my disciples. I will wait for the Lord who is hiding his face from the descendants of Jacob. I will put my trust in him. Here am I and the children the Lord has given me. We are signs and symbols in Israel from the Lord Almighty who dwells on Mount Zion. When someone tells you to consult mediums and spiritists who whisper and mutter, 
Should not a people inquire of their God? Why consult the dead on behalf of the living? Consult God's instruction and the testimony of warning. If anyone does not speak according to this word, they have no light of dawn. Distressed and hungry, they will roam through the land. When they are famished, they will become enraged and, looking upward, will curse their king and their God. Then they will look down toward the earth and see only distress and darkness and fearful gloom. They will be thrust into utter darkness. Well, in chapter 7, Isaiah promises the birth of a child. And uh, we, we know this is fulfilled in an even greater way in Jesus. But in, a, in an initial way, it's fulfilled in a young man named Mahershal al-Hashbaz. Now, Mahershal al-Hashbaz is, the, is a son of Isaiah who was born. And, and we hear that this child is, in fact, the prophesied one. Because in verse 4, we're told that before the boy knows how to say, my mother or my father... The wealth of Damascus and the plunder of Samaria will be carried off by the king of Assyria. Two nations who were allying themselves with Ephraim, with Israel in the north, those who are going to be wiped out before this boy is even able to speak. His name, in fact, means quick to plunder, swift to spoil. And so when we hear his name, like, oh man, Mahershal al-Hashbaz is this crazy name. Well, yes, but the name has meaning. His birth is a warning to Ahaz that... God was on their side, but now Israel is under great threat and Judah will be next. In fact, there is a warning. There is a warning that if God is not with the people of Judah, the Assyrians will not stop with Israel. They will continue south and they will destroy everything. But God is with them. And so it doesn't matter how many nations array themselves against Judah, God will stand in the way. In fact, this bears itself out. Israel will, in fact, be destroyed and sent off into exile by the Assyrians, but Judah will push them back. Judah won't be able to do it under Ahaz. They do it under Hezekiah, because Hezekiah and Isaiah together go to the Lord and pray for rescue. They require God's presence to be able to survive. If, if God is not present, they will be destroyed by the Assyrians, but because, because God is present with them, because Hezekiah and Isaiah turned to the Lord in prayer, they are, able to, they are able to withstand the Assyrians. Israel is not so lucky. And there is a description. There's a description of what it's going to look like when Assyria comes through and wipes everything out. There will be no lush vegetation. There will be, yes, a little bit of food left for the remnant that has survived, but the majority will be destroyed. The land of honey will become a land of milk, land of greenery. That's what the north is. It's, it's where the Sea of Galilee is. It's beautiful up there. It's green and lush. You get lots of vegetation. And God describes, Isaiah describes a land that is now like the south, a desert full of briars and thorns, the land of honey, now a land of milk because of the destruction of the Assyrians. You see, God is explaining yet again that his presence is what we must rely on. We can't rely on alliances. We can't rely on, on what other people think they can do for us. We must rely on the Lord. We must focus on his word. And there's this interesting, there's this interesting call, not to call conspiracy everything that people call as a conspiracy, not to fear what they fear, not to dread it, not to get caught up in the news cycle <laughs> of Judah. You know, there are a whole lot of people who would want to scare us would want to make us afraid. 
who would make us think that we're under attack, but you don't need to be afraid. Trust in the Lord. Fear him. Fear him, not the things of this world. You can live in this world in confidence. Yes, the world may be getting more difficult. Yes, there's going to be more trial, but you don't have to fear a world that can only destroy the body, but could not destroy the soul. Instead of fear the Lord who can destroy the body and the soul in hell. No, fear him, trust in him, depend on him. His presence in our lives is going to be the thing that helps us get through whatever difficulty and trial comes our way. And so we must hear these words, these warnings, hear them in your own life. Are you relying on other things than God? Are you trusting in other things than God? Are you getting caught up in the the news cycle, in the world of conspiracy, or in the world of fear-mongering? Turn it off. Turn it off, and instead, turn your attention to the Word and receive the comfort that is within. Brothers and sisters, we need not fear like the world fears. Rather, we fear the Lord and trust in Him for our salvation and protection. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you do protect us. Help us to be so focused on you that we are not able to be distracted by the things of this world, by the fear, by the conspiracy, by the anger and rancor. But Lord, would we by faith fear you above all else? For you are our God, the creator of all things. You hold our destinies in your hand. You lead us as disciples of Jesus Christ into glory. Help us to trust in you every step of the way. Do not allow our eyes to drift to the left or to the right. Keep us focused on Jesus. We love you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being here today. See you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.